0: License 26099E. SmartSense, brought to you by Smart Air Heating and Cooling. Right now, you can save up to $3,400 on a new comfort system. Whether your furnace is no longer working like it used to, or you want to get ahead of the summer heat, it's time to call the expert heating and cooling technicians at Smart Air. Call now and take advantage of this smart offer from Smart Air. Call 512-600-4311. That's 512-600-4311. Or visit SmartAirAustin.com.
1: They're live, local, and talking about the stories that matter to you. Share
2: your opinions with Mark and Melinda at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Mark and Melinda. Thank you very much for joining us. You're probably aware that we have a new state law taking effect in March. This one will give Texas law enforcement the authority to arrest people who cross the southern border illegally outside of the ports of entry. Those suspects will then go before a judge, and they'll be given a choice. You can be deported to Mexico or get six months in jail. KLTV News in Tyler says law enforcement in East Texas is trying to educate the public on what this means for citizens in that part of the state. Uh, One of those engaged in the education is the sheriff in the Tyler area. He's president of the Sheriff's Association of Texas, And so they seem to be having meetings, Melinda, where they're trying to educate folks. And some folks may be a little bit concerned about racial profiling and that sort of thing. And they're trying to get the word out there that people really don't need to be that concerned about this law.
3: They always seem to want to say that officers racially profile. I that's a ridiculous claim in my eyes, and it's it hasn't been happening. It's not going to happen with this either. If you're caught breaking the law and then they find out that you're here illegally, perhaps they may arrest you and, and say that you need to be up for deportation, but they're not going to just be looking around and going, you know what, I think that individual looks like they're an illegal. Let me just stop and, and ask and then deport.
2: Mm-hmm. Here is Larry Smith. He is the sheriff of Smith County in that part of the state, speaking with KLTV. He says the only time that we're going to ask about citizenship would be in a serious crime. And he considers DWI to be a serious crime. DWI can kill somebody just like a bullet can. So DWI
1: and above, absolutely, you're going to have your uh, immigration status questioned.
2: Bianca Smedley is with the Tyler PD's office. She was also speaking at this meeting.
3: During the traffic stop, we're not going to be asking for citizenship status or anything like
2: that. Not going to be asking for it. And this story quotes an immigration attorney, Ginger Young, who says, I have clients that have been here 10, 15, 20 years, and uh, they've been talking about leaving the country because of this law.
3: I, I know what I'm supposed to say. But what I'm going to say is, well, if they want to leave, okay. Again, if they've been here 10, 15, 20 years and they came illegally and have done nothing to try to change that, if they're frightened by this law, then they they can leave. I'm not trying to be cold-hearted, but, I mean, if that's what you want to do, go
2: what one, one thing i hear the sheriff and the pd saying is if if you don't break any laws or you're not suspected of breaking any laws unless it's DWI or a violent felony Felonies. we're not going to check citizenship if if you're pulled over for speeding or swerving or something like that they're saying we're going to ask for your driver's license and proof of insurance
3: and to be quite honest i don't see that being a thing that far away from the border. I see that this new state law was put into place mainly for those border towns and that's probably where it will be used and I don't see it playing out in Tyler, Texas.
2: I agree with you. I think the main focus is for the Texas National Guard that's down there to be able to arrest people and take them before a judge And uh, for DPS troopers who are down there on the border to do the same thing. That's the focus of this law. Here's Larry Smith, the sheriff of Smith County, speaking with KLTV News about all of this. We're not going to profile. We're not going to treat anybody any differently than we want to be treated.
1: However, we are going to enforce the statutes that are enforceable uh, put forth
2: by our lawmakers in Austin. All right, you can weigh in with your thoughts, 512-836-0590. He says when you look at Chapter 51 of the Texas Penal Code, it says this new law says if they cross illegally outside of a port of entry, and we don't have any ports of entry in the Tyler area or Northeast Texas, so we don't have any reason to suspect anyone of crossing the border illegally. That's the message from the sheriff there.
3: Uh, this, to me, is a lot to just try to be a scare tactic. It was the same thing that was brought up when they were trying to figure out if they were going to make this a law or not. It's just a scare tactic to say, oh, well, they're going to be hunting down everyone and deporting everybody. No, they're not.
2: No, the focus is on the border, uh, particularly when you have large groups just walking across illegally and then saying, here I am. hmm and uh, so this law will give the authority to the Texas National, National Guard and the DPS to arrest those people and take them before a judge. You can weigh in with your thoughts, 512-836-0590. Again, that sheriff there in the Tyler area is president of the Sheriff's Association, and he says he's been talking with other East Texas sheriffs, and uh, he says none of them expects this new state law to make any difference for them in their part of east or northeast Texas.
3: Exactly. So this is a new station. This is individuals in different places that are just trying to get people riled up for something that most likely will never, ever happen.
2: And this law has been challenged by the U.S. Department of Justice. So far, a federal judge has had a hearing on that challenge, but... No ruling has been issued. So as of right now, the law is still set to take effect in March. Let's go to Joe at 409 with Mark and Melinda. Good afternoon, Joe.
4: Hey, good afternoon. I'm driving through Austin. I work in Austin. I was born and raised in Brownsville, Texas, and my family are pioneers of Brownsville. Our last name is Savaleta. Z-A-B-A-L-A-T-A, Savaleta. Yeah. my brother's been all my time has been in politics in cameron county i agree with the wall we agree with checking people's citizenship i believe that it should be done whenever they stop you for whatever reason maybe that texas should change the license your driver's license where it says american citizen
2: do do a lot of folks in the brownsville area share that opinion joe
4: I don't know, but I'm pretty sure my brother will hear about this call. Like I'm saying, my family are politics in Brownsville, Texas. And yeah. we have a ranch. We have a ranch adjacent to the border, like 20 feet from the border. I mean, we're actually on the border over there towards SpaceX. So I haven't been there in a while, and I hope that people ain't trying to cross through there. But nevertheless, I do believe that we do need a wall. We do need to check for citizenship. I believe that. I mean, you have no idea what's going on over there. I mean, there's people crossing drugs, smuggling people, smuggling children. So we do need that. Even though I was born here in the United States of America, I am from a border town. And remember, if you want to go back, that that area was taken from us. But nevertheless, we are American citizens. I believe in the laws of the United States.
2: And Joe, did you, did you notice this increase in all of those illegal activities uh, shortly after Biden adopted his open border policy?
4: Absolutely, absolutely.
2: Yes, one hundred percent. Everything That's got everything got a lot worse after he uh, put his policy in place.
4: Yes, sir, and God willing, that. Trump will become president or we need a Republican at the moment, at the moment. I mean, so we just need someone to besides Joe board.
3: and those that think the same along the same lines of being in there.
4: Well, my family down South are Democrats, but we need to do something about this border. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, to assault cops in New York blazingly, just like that. We've had, I'm working in Austin in a construction business. I'm an electrician. And we had people going from, the, from over there, another country, coming to our job site, stealing all our bridges from my panels. And we were there. We were, we were there, but nobody knew that hey, who are these guys? This, this, and there's a refuge right here by, by Martin Luther King and Highway uh, 183. There's a refuge.
2: And, and this was you at know, a job I'm, site you're working on here in Austin, Joe?
4: Yes, Marston is the king, and I guess it's 183. Yes. There's an apartment complex. or are building 130 units, and they went in there during the day, lunchtime. Yeah, so it's going on. It's going on, dude. It's happening.
2: No, we believe and, you. Yeah, we've been talking about this for three years now. Uh,
4: somebody needs to stop it. I no.
2: mean, it's ridiculous. Joe, you're right. Thank you, Why? sir you have a good day we appreciate it 512-836-0590 you can call you can text us it's 413 with mark and melinda and now back to the mark and melinda show join the conversation at 512-836-0590 thank you for joining us it's 417 kyle is here producing this is Lee at 417. Hello, Lee. How are you this afternoon? Lee, welcome to KLBJ. How are you, Lee?
5: I'm doing well. I uh, Thank you for taking my call. And I want to put my, you know, about, about these illegal immigrants because I have to wait for a year in the refugee camp to be, to, to come into the United States. And once we come to the state, we don't get any hand-me-on. We don't get free housing. We don't get free anything. We worked our off to get where we are today. And to me, that is so unfair. And to me, it's not right. And right now, I have family members that you know from Vietnam that want to come here, least, to come here legally, and they have to do immigration paperwork, and they have to take. Seven years for someone to be approved from the United States for them to come here. Now, what is wrong with this picture?
3: A lot. Yeah, so much is wrong with that, and you're not alone in thinking that this is not the correct way to do it and having the frustration after doing it the legal way, which is which is always an option that the U.S. allows for. We have a legal way for you to do this. Yes, it may take time, it may take money, but here is a legal way for you to do it. And people are frustrated when you see a president say, I'm going to allow for you to do it the illegal way and I'm going to give you handouts on top of that.
5: Exactly. You know, we started from scratch. We come to the state. You know, like they were talking like I work in a sweatshop in Chinatown, Philadelphia. That was in that forty years ago. And I pick go I go pick fruit. I wake up three o'clock in the morning, ride right, a yellow bus. Oh.
2: oh we lost we you, Lee. Lost her. Maybe she could call back. Um Try again, Lee, 512-836-0590. I saw during the news break that the Biden administration is raising the fees on people like Lee and others who want to do it legally.
3: That's outrageous. To sit here and say, we want you to come illegally. And for those of you that want to do it the legal way, We're going to make it that much more difficult for you. We're going to make it cost you.
2: Yes, and the story said some of the increases are really substantial. I I recall one of the fees is going to be going from roughly $1,000 to over $3,000 on a percentage basis. That is a huge increase.
3: That is unbelievable, and that report needs to be out there. If you think Biden, especially because he's decided his messaging is going to be... I'm tough on the border, mm-hmm. and then you have that, I'm tough on the border, if you're trying to come in the legal way, not going to play well.
2: No, it is not. Uh, all right, we got Lee back. Uh, Lee, thank you for calling back. So uh, you were you were saying that you did it the right way, the legal way, and you have not received any handouts <laughs> since you've been in the United States.
5: Correct. And we have to work our butts off. Let me hear people. When I got here, we we're like sixteen years old. I have to go pick food for a living, so we can make a living. And you know, I have to go to school and learn the, learn the language. And sometimes I go see people that come to the state don't speak the language. I said, you know, it get. Sometimes I get frustrated. Why these people? You know, in my country, you go to school, you have to pay tuition to go to school. Here, the text of pay for your school so there's no excuses for people that not even graduated from high school. No, I started from ABC I started from ABC I work hard I weigh on table. I do everything I can to support myself to get myself to school, pay my way, get a job.
2: and, and so that that is that is life. that is admirable Lee mm-hmm. you did it the right way. it should be saluted and commended. And,
5: and with Biden with this government, it make me sick. Yeah. It makes me so sick that our country he he just run this country down with all these so many million people illegal in this country.
2: What goes through your mind, Lee, when you see these stories like in New York where they're gonna be giving people debit cards with ten thousand dollars to spend as they please?
5: I mean I pay tax on them. These are money that come from the taxpayer. Why should I Why should I cover up free money for these people when they come here illegally?
2: You shouldn't have why? to, Lee. No, it should not I, be occurring. I
5: shouldn't have to. And just like I go to work, I have to do well at my job. I go to school. I have to get a good report card. And when, when these governments, we paid their salary. Do they do a good job? Do we get a report on them? None.
2: This is- Lee, thank you very much. You have a good afternoon. We appreciate it.
5: Such
3: frustration. Understandably so.
2: Yes, yes. When you when you think about all that, that she did, uh, it has to just drive her nuts hearing about all this stuff that's going on. Thank you, Lee. You have a good day. Jack is calling from New Mexico at 422. Hello, Jack, how are you today? Hey guys, how the heck are y'all today? Very well, we're enjoying beautiful weather here, Jack. Thank you.
6: Oh, it's 79 degrees and sunny out here. I live in Waco, Texas, have my whole life. And you were talking a little earlier about the new law that's coming out. The illegals, if they get caught crossing outside of a border crossing, that they have to go before a judge and they have two choices, deportation or six months in jail. Well, what happens to them after six months in jail? Do they just open the door and let them go?
3: I, th- and, and that's you know- never been answered. That's been a question that we've had uh, since this bill was first being discussed. And that's never been answered. And I mean, and let's play this out. Let's say you choose the six months, you get out and then you get caught again, do you go back in front of the judge and get the option once more? Or do they go, oh, you already did six months, you're good?
2: J- Jack, Amen. we've been trying to get answers to that question for months now and and can't get them. Uh, it's very frustrating.
6: You know, uh, I want to speak about Lee for a second. I am 100% pro if you go the legal route to come into this country, you are welcome to be here. Thank yes. you for coming and helping us yes. and being part of our society. But if you want to do it the wrong way, we need the daggum wall.
2: Well, she has done it, do the, it the she, wrong
6: way. We need the wall.
2: She has done it the right way, and we do need pe- we need I, people with her ambition. Think about that work ethic that she has demonstrated. It's fabulous. She was getting up at one point at 3 in the morning, picking fruit, learned the language, Worked her tail off for years. Thank you for the call, Jack.
3: That, to me, is just the prime example of wanting to come to America for a better life and for that American dream Mm -hmm. that you're told about. And you you do what it takes to get there. Where I don't... it, It does not seem that the people that are crossing illegally now go to New York, beat up a cop, or start fights in the shelter, or stab other people in the shelter, are trying to aspire to that to that part of it
2: no they are not no not at all there's another story that we haven't touched on yet out of chicago four illegal immigrants from venezuela uh beat up choked out and robbed a guy riding a bus in chicago Mm -hmm. a 49 year old man just going about his day they ganged up on him and almost killed him he's still alive but they choked him out and robbed him on a bus in chicago Mm. They're not here for the American dream as Lee did. That's the last thing they're thinking about. They're preying on people. Uh, Andy's on 71 at 425. Hello, Andy, how are you today?
6: Nay, hey, I'm doing good and thank
7: God for people like Lee. I'm glad she's here and uh, more wish more people would <clears throat> come to the country like she did because they got the right intentions and they got the commitment, the drive, the dedication to make their life a success. And that will help everyone in our communities. Yes. So I'm glad she's here. Yes, indeed. Uh, so my, que- my question is, is, so why why are we having uh, the people that break our laws rewarded? And, and then why are they trying to punish people that are trying to come here legally by inflating uh, costs and expenses to do it legally? Because there's a reason for this. This is an intentional act. Yes. These people are not stupid and these policies are not in place because they haven't thought about them. These are not senseless ideas that these guys have, have put in place, there is an objective that they're trying to reach with this. And we got to be able to identify that objective. Because that that's the motive behind why we're having policies that are so counterproductive to the national interests. And, and um
2: Yes Andy, go ahead.
7: Yeah, and 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 I think it's evil. See I, I believe it's about diluting the uh, electorate in, in this in the red states of America. I think that they, they know the minute they turn Texas blue that conservatism is dead in the country. So um, I, I think it's as strictly the uh, uh, the policies are in place to dilute any conservative voice in America in the next 10 de- within the next 10 years.
2: Andy, thank you, sir. You have a good afternoon. We'll uh, discuss it and get more of your comments worked in as well. Just ahead, right after the news, 512-836-0590. KVU24 News is reporting that Judge Tracy Wright Renault in Hayes County has sentenced a convicted felon to probation that this, this appears to be his fourth conviction for strangulation or assault family violence mm-hmm. involving strangulation fourth conviction on this serious felony attack and he is getting probation zero time behind bars
3: yeah she decided it was an eight-year probation that was good enough for this individual who, as Mark just said, had three prior convictions of the same thing. It's reported that he placed his girlfriend into a chokehold that prevented her from breathing and did so in the presence of a young child. And the judge says, yeah, eight years probation. The district attorney's office was asking for 20 years.
2: The judge is out of her mind this this is insanity. The The legal system is being completely turned upside down by some of these judges and district attorneys. There's yeah. no justification for this kind of action.
3: Yeah, and I would love to have heard, and I don't know if she made a statement as to why she was giving eight years probation for this. I, I would probably garner to say it probably would not be good enough of a reason for me, but at the very least, she needs to explain herself.
2: Yes, uh, this guy had previously been sentenced to prison after failing deferred probation for a different strangulation case in 2014. So this guy has has had multiple chances mm-hmm. in cases like this. He has escaped real accountability. He's learned one thing, I'm untouchable. They're really not going to punish me. And, and yeah, and this doing just it.
3: reaffirmed it yes. for him. I can do whatever I want to do because they they let me get away with it.
2: During the punishment phase, prosecutors presented evidence that showed Wrangle, that's the the guy convicted here, had three prior convictions for assault, family violence, including one involving strangulation, in addition to prior convictions for terroristic threat and violation of a protective order. He has no respect for the legal system, no respect for his family members. He's been trying to kill him for years. And this judge has decided, turn him loose.
3: This judge decided she had no respect for the victims either. Right. It is just, I, I don't... These judges have got to get out of office. I don't. Why did you decide to be a judge if you're not? I mean, this was easy. You had a jury that convicted him. He then chose to have the judge set the punishment, and the judge decides eight years probation when the state was asking for 20 years. Not even a year behind bars, but eight years probation.
2: For a guy who repeatedly has been convicted of strangling girlfriends, or family members, strangling them over the course of at least 10 years, according to this K-View timeline.
3: Hayes County, you need to take note, Judge Tracy Wright Renew, this is a judge that doesn't think that this person deserves any kind of punishment next time they're on the ballot. Remember.
2: And that kind of a decision by a judge puts a lot of innocent citizens in danger. When a guy like this is running loose, people are in danger.
3: Yeah, he's 34. I'm going to take a wild guess. He probably will get another girlfriend. Yes. And sadly, she probably will be put in this exact situation, uh, just like the other four.
2: One would think a female judge would hand down a much harder sentence on this guy. But she went crazy with probation. Yeah. the softest thing you could imagine it, it it doesn't take a rocket scientist to predict that he's going to uh, violate the terms of that probation
3: oh yeah absolutely he will
2: all right five one two eight three six zero five ninety you can weigh in with your thoughts Bobby is calling from Georgetown at four thirty seven Bobby you're on KLBJ good afternoon
5: hello there thank you very much for your program I listen to it often
2: great Bobby I am-
5: I'm very impressed with uh the exemplary immigrant Lee who uh finally mentioned the lack of English being uh being required to enter into the United States. That that has just been ignored totally. It's important to uh, the English-speaking Texans, uh, Americans, everywhere. It's very important. And always, never you never hear about it. Why is that?
2: Bobby, you're right. In fact, it is the law. If someone is going to immigrate and become a citizen through the legal process, they are required by law to be able to speak English. Mm-hmm. And the reason is... Our, our lawmakers decided we want to be unified, and you're unified if everyone speaks one common, common accepted language, and that's English in this case. It's all about unity and have a strong, well-functioning society.
3: But we've gone so far away from that. I don't know if you've watched any commercials lately. There's tons of commercials in different languages, and I'm just sitting there going, like, I, I don't know what this commercial, I mean, I can see it. Yes, so I can guess what you're trying to sell, but when did that start becoming a thing?
2: I don't know. I haven't seen those, but I believe you. Uh, there's there's a term that you used to hear in these kinds of discussions: balkanized. Some people would would warn our citizens we're going to become balkanized, meaning we're broken up into these clusters of people that speak their own language and don't assimilate and meld and all become one unified. Nation of people speaking one common language. Well,
3: and I, to to be clear on this, if you want to continue the art of the language that you speak, that's fine with around your family, your community members or whatever. But it should not be that when you're calling someone and they ask, you want English or some other language? Well, I'm in the United States. Yes. I, I would say English, but you can't
2: anymore. Well, and, and I think offering that kind of choice really is a disincentive to people to learn, to learn English. English. Yes, it really is. Let's go to Scott in Temple with Mark and Melinda on KLBJ. Scott, welcome, sir. I understand you're in law enforcement. Is that right, Scott?
1: Yeah, I've, I've talked to you guys before. I appreciate you guys' show. And this is, uh, this, this sadly, I think it gets more light shined on it now, but this is not a new problem that the judges uh, take these serious abusers and they, uh, coddle them and they, they give them probation and then the probation never gets revoked because it goes back to the judge to determine if they violated the probation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and, and, and m- m- the majority of the time they, I've literally had a judge say, well, we'll just give them more probation because they couldn't obey the conditions of the probation to begin with. Uh, but I, I had a district judge that, uh, I, the most, I've been in law enforcement over 30 years, the most violent, domestic abuse, a case I've ever been on was a domestic case, which they are usually sometimes very violent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I, I had to fight with a guy for about five minutes by myself. Uh, almost, uh, thought I was going to lose my life that night. Uh, the judge district judge refused to accept the charges of assault on a peace officer, which was a charge back then. And literally said that was our job was oh, to, gosh. to, to to that was what we signed up for. Oh. So so she didn't understand why I was trying. We were trying to push for the assault on the peace officer, and uh, the same judge, the very same judge, uh, years later, about two years later, she received a threatening letter from a prison inmate. So well, the guy was currently in Texas Department of Criminal Justice, saying that when he got out, he was going to come harm her. Uh, so she had another judge sit in her court. And uh did a bench trial on that guy and they gave him eighty years for threatening her even though he was currently locked up but they wouldn't she would refuse to take a case uh, against the guy that actually physically assaulted me try when I was trying to arrest him for assaulting his wife
3: well by her reasoning uh, that was part of her job that they should have just accepted the threat as is and moved along without but
1: but but if you can't can't imagine the more uh, like, Hey, I'm up here and therefore I'm a reproachful and I sit behind this, uh, you know, in this gown in this robe and, uh, you're a police officer. And so you're out there, uh, you know, expected part of your job. And of course, you know, I told her years later, I said, I didn't sign up to be a WWF fighter and, uh, you know, fight for five, five minutes with a guy that was trying to get my gun. Uh, and she just, was was very dismissive of it. So wow. I, so this is nothing, and that happened about 15, 17 years ago. So yeah, this is nothing new.
2: That that is reprehensible. Mm-hmm. A guy yeah. that will fight with an officer in a uniform will not hesitate to do something to just a regular citizen.
1: They, they gave him a year for uh, assaulting his wife with a pool stick. He beat her up with mm. a pool stick, mm. and uh, they gave they gave him a year with uh, no probation after that. So he just got a year straight. Wow. And so after the year, he was, he was out and done. So.
2: Scott, uh, we have to find a way to turn this around. Um, Thank you for weighing in, sir, and thanks for what you do. We appreciate it, Scott.
1: I appreciate y'all. Just keep shining a light on it. That's all we can do.
2: Yes, sir. Thank you. Have a good day, sir. Uh Bye-bye. 512-836-0590. We'll work in more of your comments. Coming up just ahead, it's Mark and Melinda, 443 at KLBJ. And now back to the Mark and Melinda Show. Join the conversation at 512-836-0590. It is 448, Tigers here producing, and Ray joins us from Pflugerville. Good afternoon, Ray. How are you?
8: Pretty good. Thanks for taking my call. I really appreciate you taking my call. You're pretty good about that. I like that. Anyways, um, I just want to say, you know, we need to be more proactive in the sense that people like to judge making decisions that impact everybody else. That's fine. That's her job. She's got the robe like the other college said, but we have to... Make sure them understand that whatever their decision is, and it impacts us, we're going to come visit that on them. For example, I just left at my place of work. A lot of things going on. You know, they're filming something there. And so uh, one of the guys said, hey, can we use the cooler? Keep our beer in there. And I said, sure. Called the owner, one of the owners, and I said, I'm going to open the cooler and I'm going to leave the key with his guy. He tells me, that's fine. You can do whatever you want. Open the cooler, leave that key there. But if something happens, I'm not going to call, talk to that guy. I'm going to talk to you about what happened. And so you can guess what I did. I opened the cooler, but I put that freaking key away where only I or the owners can reach it. So that's what we need to do with these people to make these decisions. Yes. Yeah. That guy goes and kills. Yeah. I mean, they have to have a skin, some skin in the game. Otherwise, they're going to do whatever they think is altruistic and the best for that person. But when that person, just something vile, they're going to be scot-free. They're going to do it again. And we're the ones that are going to be suffering.
3: Yeah, and I think people are getting to the point, like this judge in this case, this guy has a proven track record. So the next girl that is in his life perhaps doesn't make it after he strangles her and you had the state that was asking for 20 years, and you could have had him behind bars for 20 years, yet you chose to put him on probation. They know it doesn't come back on the judge, but people are tired of that. They want the DAs that are making these plea agreements to allow the criminals back on the street. They want the judges to have to have some accountability for the decisions that they're making.
8: That's true, because up until the, if we don't, if that doesn't take place, it's going to continue on because, as you said, they don't have any kind of, they don't feel any kind of repercussions of their decision making and they're going to continue doing it forever. And that's what I call to say. I mean, and, and, and that extends also to the parents. So what about those parents of that child that shot those kids up? I think the mom was um, indicted and she went to court and she got some time. The father's up next. Same thing applies to the administrators in the school system. I mean, it, it applies to across the whole lot, uh, well, all our lives, in all areas. Make those people making decisions for us that impact our lives, have some skin in the game. That's
2: Ray, all. thank you. All right, have a good afternoon, Ray, thank you. Can you imagine the terror for the victim in this case when she heard he's not going to prison? He, he choked her, tried to strangle her right in front of the child, and he, he's gonna be out. This judge, Tracy wright Renault, is not gonna be providing security for this poor victim.
3: No. That That's not going to be allowed, and it, it ultimately puts the pressure on the victim for her to make a decision, I've got to get out of town, I've got to take that on myself, and just try to get as far away from this individual as possible so that I don't have a run-in with him.
2: Yes. it It would be natural for her to think, he's going to be furious with me because mm-hmm. I reported him for strangling me. Yep. And... Then the judge lets him go on probation. I wonder if the victim had any anything to say before the judge reached this conclusion.
3: I don't know. I know that he was sentenced. I mean, he was found guilty by a jury, which I'm sure the victim got up and testified during that part of it. But since they waived the jury from doing the sentencing and just the judge, does the judge still have like impact statements that are given? before they make their decision?
2: Yes, should be.
3: I can't imagine if you heard from a victim of this, any of, any of his four right. victims, since this was his fourth go-round, that you go, eh, that doesn't matter to me. I think, he's, I think probation's good. I think he's learned his lesson now.
2: You don't have the judgment to be a judge, if, if that's, that's how you the, think, yeah. yes. 512-836-0590. This is the story of John Cheek's He thought he won the Powerball back in January, $340 million grand prize. But the Powerball people are saying, no, you didn't. It was a mistake. Somebody on our team put the wrong numbers up there, the test numbers. Those were not the actual numbers. Well, Mr. Cheeks now has an attorney because the numbers he had were matching what was on the The website. website of the Powerball.
3: Yeah, Powerball says, listen, we put those numbers up there for a test the day before the drawing was even held. They do acknowledge that they kept them up there even after the drawing was held. Um, And that's when Mr. Cheeks went to the website, checked it and was like, oh my gosh, I just won $340 million. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then they said, no, those were test numbers. It was by, the real numbers were there. You should know better. Uh, We say that the website isn't the final thing. Don't count on this being it. It has to be cleared through, I guess, their election board or whatever to verify that you have the right numbers and you didn't. And so he's saying it was a breach of contract. Uh, they've inflicted some emotional distress on him. Why? First off, why would you ever test that out in a way that could be perceived as being the actual drawing?
2: Yeah, it doesn't make sense, does it? No. And, and the Powerball people say, we also have a disclaimer there on the website that this is not the final authority. So everybody ought to be able to read that and understand that. I'll bet it's...
3: I was going to say, I wonder how big and where on the website. Like, it probably <laughs> real big across the top are the, the numbers, and then way down in a little asterisk
2: Yes, in
3: small print. It says You have that to get part. a
2: magnifying glass mm-hmm. to read the yes. numbers. All right, we have news coming up next. Much more to cover with you, Mark and Melinda, right here on KLBJ.
0: License 26099E. SmartSense, brought to you by Smart Air Heating and Cooling. Right now, you can save up to $3,400 on a new comfort system. Whether your furnace is no longer working like it used to, or you want to get ahead of the summer heat, it's time to call the expert heating and cooling technicians at Smart Air. Call now and take advantage of this smart offer from Smart Air. Call 512 600 That's 512-600-4311. Or visit SmartAirAustin.com.